the inputs, whether it's all the different social media apps, all the different ways to be contacted, email, WhatsApp, whatever it is, this constant flow of inputs that you feel you need to react to right away, I am constantly now just being more and more mindful of I don't have to respond or react right away. It's not easy. It's not easy because you feel like this is important right now and and then the next thing that comes Mm -hmm. at you, well, this is important right now too. And how I feel that's so helpful is that you might not imagine that receiving notifications or having, you know, comments on social media or whatever that you feel like you have to reply to, you might not think that that's putting you in a negative state of mind. But what is putting you in a negative state of mind is that overwhelm that you feel Mm -hmm. because of all of those things. And so I think that sometimes that negative state of mind can even be like... Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole. And welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Kate. Hello, Nicole. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Awesome. Okay, I know that we're probably getting a little bit annoying on this front, but we get to see each other in person soon. (laughs) The countdown begins. Japan. That's right. This is our last recording session virtually before our next session, which will be in person, which will be our first in person recording because we are planning to record live. Friends, we're so excited to share a couple episodes with you where we're going to be in person together. Oh my goodness. It's going to be so great. So, Nicole, are you all ready to jet set? I am. And this is the first like big international trip since COVID. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's significant. That is significant. And what's also significant is the last time you were in Japan, wasn't that like when COVID happened? Exactly when COVID happened. Yeah. Because I was the last few days that we were there. I was looking at the news and seeing all these um, headlines and the laws were changing in Australia too. We we had to actually, as soon as we landed, uh, they had just uh, put in place the law where you had to quarantine for, you had to self-isolate at home at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, and that was um, just when we landed because not long after that, they started hotel quarantines here in Australia oh, where you landed, they you didn't. bus you to a, a hotel and you're just two weeks. I was like, wow, we really got lucky. So yeah, that super. Was, so it's like bookended. Like that was the last trip that we, that we took. Isn't it crazy though, what we've been through? Like it's wild to think that, that you would have landed and that you would have been bused to a hotel and locked in a hotel room. <laughs> But like that actually happened. I know. Sometimes we think about all the things that, you know, we've been through in the last three years that we accepted as normal and lockdowns, all of that stuff. 
that we just were like, okay, got to roll with it. Let's just keep going. And of course, like hearts go out to everyone who suffered like way Mm -hmm. worse Worse. things during this time than hotel quarantine. Yeah. Or lockdown. Gosh. Well, yeah, we've talked about it. We, you know, yeah. Losses and all of that. It's been Mm. a really, really, really tough a couple of years, hasn't it? But um, on the optimistic side, we we do get to see each other. Yes. Because one of the reasons I couldn't get to your wedding was a bit of uncertainty around our um, sure our borders and reentry and all of those rules. COVID killed a lot of plans for a lot of people. So many plans. And honestly, when I was prepping for today's episode that was going to kind of be like one of my examples (laughs) is the negative state of mind I was in repetitively because it felt like every few months something was being taken away from you or something was being canceled or, and gosh, it was just like such a tough go at consistently feeling let down. We all experience that to some degree. Right. And so much was out of our control so yeah, uh, the, today's topic, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I hadn't put COVID or that whole time in, into my planning and my yeah. thoughts around this, but you're so true. Like how, you know, how much of that time really impacted, uh, you know, people's state of mind and, um, mm-hmm. well, you introduced the topic today, Kate, what are we going to be yeah. talking about? Okay, so today's topic is all about getting yourself out of a negative state of mind. As we've just said, this is a common thing, I think, now, unfortunately, because Mm. I wish that it wasn't. However, I personally think that one of the most powerful tools that we have is being able to make a conscious choice or a decision to not get caught in a negative loop. And instead of reacting or spiraling, as it's referred to a lot, that we can choose our next move, that we can choose to take ourselves out of this negative state of mind. And Nicole, I don't know about you, but I've found myself in a lot of situations where I've had like a knee-jerk reaction. I've maybe said something that I didn't really want to say, but my emotions were fueling that, or I've done something that I kind of regretted later. And that's just the thing is that when you don't give yourself kind of that space, when you are feeling super fired up or a little hello from Gus <laughs> hey, Gus. and, and having those knee jerk reactions that oftentimes, I mean, I've found actually pretty much a hundred percent of the time that I regret the way that I acted. Mm-hmm. I mean, thankfully, I've learned a lot about mindset and how much control we have over our reactions and our minds. And so I'm really excited to dive into this topic today. Oh, me too. When you brought up COVID, I hadn't thought of it when we were talking about this conversation, because for me, it's become so much more a topic that's important or something I consider. And I feel like it's something that's more top of mind uh, because just as a business person, like managing a team, Mm, managing mm -hmm. all the different things that happen in a business day to day, like you, I've probably had so many of those times happen where, oh, I wish I had just waited before sending that email response or (laughs) saying the next thing that I thought (laughs) that came to mind. 
I feel like I've benefited now over time, realizing that I don't have to respond right away. And I'm more aware of what's, you know, is this an emotional response or I'm just Mm -hmm. aware of my emotion period. I'm aware of, I'm aware of the fact that I am, you know, emotionally reacting to something. And so bit more mindful to just take that pause and realize that I don't have to answer right away. I don't have to give an answer to a question that I'm not sure about or something that's thrown me for a loop a little bit. I can actually say, hmm, let me think about that. Or I'm not too sure. Yeah. And this is such an empowering discovery. Like I, I don't mean to harp on like this whole awareness thing. I know that I mention it in like almost every episode that we record, Mm -hmm. but your awareness of these little cues or these little triggers can make such a huge difference in your life. And it might be, uh, you know, something as small as not getting super fired up by like road rage, which by the way, I am guilty of that. Um, but when you're able to, (laughs) when you're able to stop yourself from getting into deeper into that negative state of mind, then so much of your day can change. And when you change your day, you change your week, your month, your life. Um, so I'm really, passionate about this topic. And I'm excited that you've kind of been on this obsession with Derek Sivers because you shared another chapter from his book, Hell Yeah or No, about getting out of a bad state of mind where he lays out these super simple steps, which I think is such a fantastic guide um, that anybody can follow, right? Again, it's just about The only thing that you have to do is you have to be aware of when it's happening. And at that point, these beautiful steps that maybe we can walk through these steps here in this episode. And I'm definitely going to be taking note and reminding myself of these steps when this happens. And and hopefully our friends can benefit from this, too. I agree. Um, Very, very helpful chapter, Um, you know. Sidebar, I'm thinking we should start a Derek Sivers fan club. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> like he points out at the beginning of this chapter, these steps helped so many of his friends. And so he wrote a chapter on it, hoping that it would help you, the reader as well. And these are definitely great reminders. And I think it's definitely uh, some ideas that are, that are worth sharing. So yeah, let's, let's walk through each of the, each of the steps. There's five steps, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So the, the first one is again, you, you have this awareness of being in this negative mental state. And the first step is to ask yourself what's wrong in this very second. So he talks about it as identifying whether like the pain or the reality of your situation is that emotional and mental pain, or is it like a physical Like, what is the actual physical reality of that situation? Are you in danger? Are you, you know, in harm's way? Or are you just feeling some really intense, like emotional feelings? (laughs) Right. What comes to mind is when people, you might be in that state and someone who's not in that state clearly, but is observing says, what are you getting so worked up about? What's what's oh, the yeah. big deal? And you're like, I don't need to hear that right now. I'll tell you what the big deal is. But Yeah, the absolute last thing you want to hear if you're fired up. <laughs> but kind of to this point, it's like it really is a mental thing. It's all, mm-hmm. that emotional anguish, that emotional torture 
or mental anguish is mental. It's, it's you're experiencing it. If you kind of, you know, realistically look at like what's physically happening around you, you're not in immediate threat or danger. Yeah. You just need to stop for a moment and have that awareness and, and then proceed. So another example might be if you get an email, let's say from a user or a member of your community and their email is like, this membership is terrible and I can't believe that you're charging money for this and I want a refund of all of my payments. This is a In scam. That moment. You ever yeah. had that one? Oh, this is yeah. a scam. Yeah. I can't believe that you took my money. These are real examples, obviously, from the way Kate and I yes. are emoting these. A hundred percent. I've received several of them, which is, of course, in the moment, very shocking. One gets me very fired up. It makes me feel sad and angry. Mm -hmm. But if I'm following Derek Sivers first step and asking myself what's wrong in this very second there's not really anything wrong, right? right? Somebody is upset and that's their emotion. I am in no physical danger. This is just an email. The roof is still and up. The reality. <laughs> yep. My ceiling is still above me. <laughs> and the reality of the situation is that I'm just having an emotional reaction. And so step two what I'm going to do as a result of figuring that out, asking myself what's wrong, is to observe now, which is I've kind of already started doing that, right? I'm observing what's happening, but I'm going to act later, which is the most difficult part <laughs> because every part of your being wants to hit reply and be like, I am not refunding you your money. I did not scam you. This is a legit thing. I put all my time and energy and effort and love into this product. Yeah. But you're not going to do that because that would be reactive. Right. Oh, and again, I go back to like pre, you know, business and pre-entrepreneurship days. I felt that I always had to, in the moment, have a response and react mm. right away it's it meant that you know i was quick-minded and sure of myself and knew the next step right away but that can get you into you know a, a trap of like reacting and then like you said before regretting the the immediate reaction yeah actually some of the best advice i ever took on after this was after becoming an entrepreneur, because I felt all of this pressure when I got questions from our audience, like, oh, I got to know the answer and I got to reply right now. Right. And I, I think John and I were having a conversation about this. And he's like, one, you don't have to reply right away, even if you do know the answer. And two, you don't have to know the answer to everything. It's okay to not have the answer. It's okay to reply and say, I actually don't know. And like all that much more respectful, right? To not mm -hmm. just pretend that you have the answer and, you know, just be honest about it. And yeah. Mm, this has been something that, that I really work actively on every day because I do feel like there are pressures in business that I'd never experienced before. I'm not saying my pressures are greater than anyone else's pressures, but mm. it, you just have, like, I'm aware of this constant need to refocus and not respond to 
I think people actually experience this daily in in terms of like how much, um, how many messages they're getting from all the inputs, mm. whether it's all the different social media apps, all the different ways to be contacted, email, WhatsApp, whatever it is, this constant flow of inputs that you feel you need to react to right away. I am constantly now just being more and more mindful of, I don't have to respond or react right away. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy because you feel like this is important right now and, and then the next thing that comes at you, well, this is important right now too. And how I feel that's so helpful is that you might not imagine that receiving notifications or having you know comments on social media or whatever that you feel like you have to reply to, you might not think that that's putting you in a negative state of mind. But what is putting you in a negative state of mind is that overwhelm that you feel Mm -hmm. because of all of those things. And so I think that sometimes that negative state of mind can even be like disguised a little bit. And we don't even realize that it's happening until all of a sudden, you know, it's dinner time and your husband or wife or kid or somebody says something to you and you just like blow up at them (laughs) and they're like, whoa, what is going on? Then you start to think like, oh, okay. I have a lot of like built up Mm -hmm. stuff from all these things that have hit me throughout the day. And that's not cool to take it out on your family (laughs) or yourself or anyone else. Right. Yeah. You remind me of, um, the episode we had with Katie Kramitzos on, um, meditation and mindfulness. And she shared Mm. that story with her daughter who was, you know, being nine or however old she was and just going through all of the, all of the troubles that day. And I think Katie called it, called it a meltdown, right? I think it was a meltdown. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, in that moment, the knee jerk reaction as a parent, as a mother is to react, uh, all that stuff. And, uh, and I always remember her saying, taking a conscious pause was a way to get herself out of that emotional, I need to react right now. Um, and it gave mm-hmm. her that that pause to let her daughter do her thing. And then when she had stopped, then she was able to have a good conversation with her, proceed, and they had and they had a really beautiful moment. Um, I really loved that story. But again, that idea of the conscious pause, which is so I suppose in his words, observing and acting acting later, allowing yourself mm-hmm. to act later. Yeah. And, and the way that I've been able to compose myself in those situations to where my reaction would have been quite ugly, for lack of a better description, and giving myself that space and being able to actually think about the situation and how I really want to reply, um, then I've been able to, you know, come back with a much more meaningful response Or in Katie's case, you know, they had that moment where they just sat on the kitchen floor and were able Mm -hmm. to have an actual conversation versus her daughter melting down and her, you know, trying to tell her to go to her room or something like that. So I think this is probably like my favorite step of the five Mm because I just so appreciate what it allows you to do. I agree. All right. So step three. So he writes this as raise standards, say no to anything less than great. Mm. 
Yeah, I hadn't thought about this one um, in the way he, I think he refers to this when you're in a, maybe a longer period of like a funk or, a, you know, a negative state um, where he deliberately uh, makes sure that, you know, he doesn't touch base with anyone in his life or doesn't do anything that's unhelpful doesn't you know is not good for him and I think about what you brought up actually in our previous conversation about being better at saying saying no to things not feeling like you have to say yes to everything and I think if mm-hmm. you are in a negative state of mind I think it becomes even more important to be mindful of that and be conscious of like what am I letting in right now knowing that you know this isn't a great time for me right yeah I think f- uh, this when I was reading his example in the book, it kind of reminded me too of when I first became an entrepreneur and I started hearing this saying thrown around like everywhere you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I That kind of stressed me mm-hmm. out a lot because I thought like, oh my gosh, I don't want to like let go of friends. And, you know, I kind of... <laughs> kind of spiraled into this state of mind of like, oh, I have to like write all these people out of my life, which is not now I know what Mm -hmm. that saying means. And it's really just about understanding how you spend time with people. But when I was reading his examples, it, it really kind of rang true for me of like, raising your standards in every area of your life might look like you not accepting that Maybe certain people make you feel bad about yourself or certain relationships aren't uplifting you or just recognizing that if you're spending your time with people who like he gives an example of people that he spends time with who he doesn't actually love and enjoy. And then he says, nope, not good enough. I say no. Mm. And I think that that's a really powerful reminder for any area of our lives, because I think that sometimes we might dedicate our time to things or actually going back to our previous episode again, like feeling like we're supposed to, right? Mm -hmm. We kind of get caught up in things and might realize down the line, like, huh, I don't even really enjoy this anymore. Or this relationship with this person isn't so fulfilling anymore. And I kind of actually feel bad when I'm with this person. Mm -hmm recognizing those things and being able to raise your standards, saying no to anything less than great. That's probably one of the most difficult things to do, but how much does that elevate your life? Mm. Right. And sometimes it's, you know, recognizing there are people that are in your life that might be a little bit more energy draining and take away Mm -hmm. that energy. And especially in this time, recognizing that it's okay to say no to spending time with, with those people um, because you're in this negative state of mind. When you're with them or when you're around them. Yeah. Okay. So step number four, focus on my goal. There's this one bit that I love in this section of um, that feeling that you get that's really energizing when you're in that negative state of mind, but you're reminded of maybe a goal or where you're going. And he, and he says, oh yeah, that's where I'm going. I'd forgotten. I can see it now. Let's go. And it's this idea of like, just that reshifting of Okay. Of your focus. Of your focus. Like, oh yeah, I've actually got something really good on the horizon or something that I'm working on that's actually really positive. And it could just really quickly shift you out of that negative state of like, of of just sitting in this wallowing moment of, 
oh, this is terrible. I feel really, this sucks. This is, you know, everything's crappy right now. Um, but this reshift on something that you're excited about or that you're working on. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, I like how he talks about it from the um, standpoint of clearing the clutter. Um, and he kind of pulls number three directly into this. So raise standards, say no to anything less than great. He kind of uses that as a stepping stone to being able to focus on your goal, mm -hmm. to having that what he calls energy filled feeling that you described of like, oh, yeah, that's where I'm going. Because that's really hard to see when you've got a bunch of crap in your life mm -hmm. and you have a bunch of negative loops going on and you have relationships that aren't feeding you and you're working on projects that aren't feeding you or filling you up rather. And so I like that he approached it from that standpoint of like clearing the clutter helps me see the horizon. So mm -hmm. being able to, you know, focus on that goal, focus on all the exciting things that you have coming up versus focusing on whatever that negative loop that you're playing is. I was just thinking if there was a way to tie it to that email, like you're getting an angry email or a nasty email mm. from a customer, but you have bigger goals, like you have bigger things that you're working on that, you know, getting stuck in that one negative emotion or the emotion of that particular person, whoever's emailed you really derails you and makes you forget that actually the bigger picture here is this business that is helping so many people. And then I'm very excited mm -hmm. about, and I have all these great things going on. That is really my focus. That's, that's my goal. Yeah. And in those situations, I guess being able to step back and ask yourself, like, what would I rather spend my time and energy on? Like mm. being angry at this email or refocusing on my business and all the incredible things that I have lined up. So that's kind of, he doesn't describe it that way, but maybe that would be helpful. <laughs> I think it's helpful. <laughs> and all right. Number five, do all the necessary stuff. I interpreted this. Uh, I immediately went to my life admin list. I don't know if you interpreted it in the same way. So he mentions if he's upset and he doesn't feel like doing anything, but wallowing in his, you know, quote unquote misery, um, which uh -huh. we've all been there. He then talks about the mundane tasks that he can get on with. And those money, yeah. whether it's like, you know, brushing your teeth, making a healthy meal, taking his kid out to play, all of that. These are just mundane things that reveal to him that I'm still on top of things like, life continues if he cleans his house then he looks he can look back and go well i've got my house is clean you know my bills are paid or whatever mm -hmm. um so when i read that i thought about oh yeah i've got this life admin list that i avoid like the plague <laughs> and, you know, it has really boring items on there like switch energy provider and so i was thinking like like I never want to get to that task, right? Because it just feels so tedious. So when I read this, I was thinking, oh, okay, well, if I'm, you know, kind of feeling a bit like not creative and not willing to, not wanting to get on with, with whatever I've got to do for work, if I could tackle one of these things, it can just make me feel like, all right, that was productive. I needed to do that. That's done at least. Now I can check that off the list. 
That's how I interpreted that, that well, section. And I think that those things are the most fulfilling when you do finish them because you're like, oh my gosh, I've been putting this off for such a long time and I finally did it. Like, how can you not feel absolutely great about that? Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think um, also when he was talking about that, I thought, oh yeah, okay. I feel like there are things in my day like that where if I'm having a day where I don't feel like I've been super great with my discipline and my focus, like let's say from a work perspective, and I haven't really accomplished like what I set out to do that day, at least I can look back and say like, okay, you know what? I woke up, I did my morning routine, which I love. Um, mm -hmm. I, I cleared out the kitchen. I got my workout in. I got to hang out with Gus and with John. So like, yeah, I didn't get like all my productive stuff done and I'm kind of feeling yucky about that but at least i got my you know that life admin stuff um stuff. but your example of like switching energy company provider you know things that you definitely never feel like doing <laughs> right because you're on hold for how long <laughs> uh. I know. And then when you do finally reach someone, they're like, oh, let me transfer you to this other department. And you're like, oh, my gosh, seriously. <laughs> um, but fun fact, something that I've had on my list, this life admin list was to clean out like, wait for it, to clean out my filing drawer. <laughs> And part of me is like, who even keeps paper records anymore, Kate? This is ridiculous. But I still feel like there are some things that I have paper records of and not surprising. It's all this Puerto Rico stuff because I guess I'm just feeling like I need to be extra sure that I got that stuff together. So today I had like, I kind of had like a random jumbled day and I was getting down on myself about that a little bit. Like, oh, you didn't really like accomplish everything you were supposed to and da, da, da. But I organized my filing drawer. <laughs> Wait, was this after you read this? Like, were you conscious of the fact that you were doing one of those mundane life admin? I was not conscious of it until I read this. And then I saw your note about the energy company provider. And when you mentioned it right now, I was like, oh my gosh, I totally did one of those things today. Because let me tell you, organizing my filing drawer has been on my list for weeks. <laughs> oh, wow. I've got stuff on there that I've had for months on that list. Yeah. So no, well done. Oh, look at that. And it felt good. But right? I'm a living, breathing example of it. Like, it feels amazing. And now I don't feel so bad that, like, I didn't finish the other stuff, which, come on, to be real, if, like, I were to go back to step number two and observe now and act later, I'd realize that, like, okay, it's really not that big mm -hmm. of a deal. Like, these things will get done, right? Yes. And I'm not in physical danger and no harm has been done to anyone in my household, like, <laughs> or to anyone else, because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these steps are really really helpful aren't they i love this i think so and like even though i don't feel like every single time i'm in a negative mind state that i would go through all mm. five of these i think it's a really awesome reference because even if you just honed in on one of them mm -hmm. i think that even just one of them could get you back on track depending on you know what the situation is so right it's not like a five-step checklist process that you've yeah like you have to do every one no, of them that's a good point even just one of them would work yeah absolutely i can totally see this yeah so we'll definitely be linking up to this chapter and again the book from derek sivers in the notes for this episode 
And Nicole, I really enjoyed this chat. Thank you so much for recommending this chapter and bringing this to the forefront. Well, I hope it helps our listener friends. Well, I I know it's going to help me for sure. (laughs) I'm putting these five like in within reach. All right, friends. Well, as we close out today's chat on getting yourself out of a negative state of mind, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.